Welcome to the Your Pretty Pennies podcast. I'm your host, Tara Jones, a personal finance coach, lifestyle designer, and mommy. The YPP podcast is a weekly show created to inspire and assist you with becoming financially stable so you can build wealth and design your desired lifestyle. Welcome to Your Pretty Pennies TV. I'm Tara Jones of YourPrettyPennies.com. And today we're going to be talking about five core spending habits that you need to leave into 2017 so you can enter this new year and finally start achieving the financial goals that you set for yourself or that you want to achieve and you want to set. Uh, One of the things that I talk about is that sometimes we get a little fearful about even setting them because we get a little doubtful about ourselves. So I'm going to let a few people come in and then we'll get started. I'm like, right now, I'm still in my mom's room. I was in my mom's room yesterday. Um, I live in a part of town where it's really nice, but they have older homes. And I live in a rental. And it's like, I live in Michigan. And it's like negative. It feels like negative two, negative four. And the other day, my... um, my furnace just act like it didn't want to heat up the house, and we got it up. We got it up, like looked at, and basically, the heating and cooling company was like, "It's just old." So basically, it'll catch up to the cold air in a couple of days. So I'm like hanging out at my mom's. Thank God I'm an entrepreneur now because my whole morning routine is routine is off. Like I literally just woke up an hour ago, and usually I'm up by like five or six praying and meditating. Um, I did get up and read the Bible today, but. I was I went right back to sleep because everybody else was asleep. My brother is here um, in town um, before he moves to Florida. Then my my daughter's here, my niece because they're on break. So we just like been hanging out. So I'm like, let me get some work done. Um, and the only thing that I have to do this week, as far as like business, I kind of took it easy on myself uh, with my schedule because I knew it was going to be focused on family. So the only thing I'm doing is getting ready for the ultimate financial workshop. Uh, vision board workshop which is this Saturday that's the only thing I have slated for this whole week is just to prepare for that and I've gotten a lot of that done like ahead of time so I'm pretty good um you know I'm just hanging out enjoying my family tying up loose ends and answering questions and sending emails things like that all right let's share this out really quick and then we will get started and as you come in please drop uh, your top financial goal or lifestyle goal for 2018. I'm asking people that because I know some people don't always commit to their goals. They don't write it down. They'll say in their head they want to pay off debt or they want to repair their credit or they want to lose weight or they want to, you know, whatever the case is, whatever area of your life you're trying to set goals in, but yet you don't write it down. You don't acknowledge it. You don't share it. You don't have people to hold you accountable for it. So that's why I'm always asking people like, no, tell me your 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 uh your goals that you have right now so you can kind of put it out in the atmosphere so it can be on the forefront of your mind. Gotta stop giving yourself uh yourself uh black and yeah. So let me share this out to one more place and then we'll get started with the five four ha- five poor habits we're leaving back into 2017. All right, here we go. I know. So 
I asked this question about an hour ago on my Facebook's uh, my Facebook pages at Your Pretty Pennies. Like, if you go to Facebook, Your Pretty Pennies, uh, and you'll find it. And I got a few responses. Someone said that they're going to stop emotional spending, which is actually on my list. There's a bunch of different things that we can leave behind, thoughts, actions, habits, that we can leave behind that will help us achieve our financial goals and our lifestyle goals. But I wanted to kind of hear what other people were saying. Another person wrote that she's going to stop waiting on her friends to start going to things that's going to help move her forward to her towards her goals. That was key because I have that same issue. I grew up the youngest of six, so I always had a friend or a sister or a brother or somebody to do things with, whether it was go to the mall, go to the movies, whatever. So when I see like conferences and events and workshops that literally focus on the goal that I'm trying to set, I get nervous and I'm like, I don't want to go by myself. I don't know if I'm going to know anybody there. So I need to make sure I grab my sister or my friend or somebody to come with me. And then oftentimes they're unavailable or they're not interested in it because it's not their goal, it's mine. And instead of just going by myself and potentially meeting new people who are like-minded, I don't go. So that was a good one that this young lady said she was dropping. So that was a good one that wasn't on my list. Another woman said, She's going to stop relying on one income. That was key, too. Like, if you haven't realized, it is very tough to just live off of one income in 2018 or 17, 18. Like, you can do it, but you oftentimes will barely get by. Now, oftentimes, we want more than what we have been receiving. And so we kind of have to generate some income quickly. And so that's what side hustles are good for. I was just telling her um, that... The reason why she says she's she's side hustling is because she's in her debt repayment phase, and I was in the same way. I was I was in her I was doing the same thing in the debt repayment phase as well. When I told her, I was like, I paid off sixty thousand dollars. I had a nine to five. I was doing budgeting review and analysis. This was before I launched like my brand, and then also I was doing couponing classes because I knew how to coupon really good. So I was teaching people at the local library. So that's what I was doing. I was literally generating income any chance I get in order to throw money at my financial goals. So that's a good one, too. So the top three that are not on here, the three that I just went over that are not on my list are to stop emotional spending. Number two, to not rely on your own or just on one income to definitely get some side hustles going so you can generate more income so you can achieve your financial goals quicker. And number three, stop waiting on other people. Nine times out of 10, the people around you may not have the same goals, financial goals, lifestyle goals, fitness goals, health goals, emotional health goals, right? So you can't wait on somebody else to go to yoga. You can't wait on nobody else to hit the gym with you. You can't wait on anybody else to go to a financial workshop like the ultimate financial vision board workshop this weekend that I'm hosting. You can't wait on people to do any of this because they might be focused on something else or they're not as committed to achieving their financial goals as you are, right? So you might have to go by yourself and then just mingle and find a new tribe or find new people that are doing what you're doing and y'all both can hold each other accountable because y'all were at the same place, y'all heard the same information, y'all on the same thing. And that's what you get this weekend at the Financial Vision Board Party because there are going to be women there, men and women there. You get paired up. It's going to be mostly women. I'm not about to lie to y'all. Most of the people who registered are women. And that's typical. When a woman is leading something, women come. When men lead something, men and women come. Like, that's just what it is. So, um, perfectly okay with that. So, you do get accountability partners matched with you if you don't have one coming in. 
So that's a great idea. And also, when the ticket sales, you get a discount if you and your accountability partner for 2018 register together. So you could definitely go to bit.ly backslash financial workshop 2018. I'll post a link in the comments later. Uh, you can go there and you can buy your single admission because we're not waiting on nobody else to start achieving our financial goals, right? Or our lifestyle goals. Or you can sign up with somebody that you already know wants to go and wants you wants to hold you accountable. You're going to hold them accountable. Y'all can sign up together and get $10 off the ticket. All right, off of each ticket, so you get $20 off. All right, so let's talk about my list of what I think you should leave in 2017. In 2017, I already know that some of you felt fear, doubt, and anxiety towards even thinking about writing a financial or lifestyle goal down. Raise your hand. I know I was. It's funny because when I was uh, doing the workshop, like a planning workshop about business with my pastor, he held like a future focus workshop, right? A couple, like a month ago. And I was in there and I was trying to write my business ideas down and I got anxious because the thought of like, dang, what if I don't achieve it? Or am I dreaming too big? Is this unrealistic? In the past, I've always failed at these certain financial goals or these lifestyle goals or these fitness goals. I don't want to write it down because I don't want to fail. I don't want to look at that paper and say, man, I didn't do it again this year, right? So that's what we're going to leave in 2017. We are going to wipe, wipe the slate clean. We are not holding on to the fact that we didn't achieve our weight goal or we didn't achieve our financial goals. We didn't get out of debt last year, so you don't think you can get out of debt this year. We're wiping the slate clean, right? We're going to forget about 2017, forget about 2016, forget about 2015 and say, you know what? Today, from this day forward, I'm working towards these goals and then write them down. I hope y'all writing this down. That's number one. Wipe the slate clean and say, you know what? I don't even remember what goals I set in 2017. From here on out, this is what I want to achieve, right? I don't even know what failure feels like. Remember when you were a little kid and you were so fearless and you didn't even know what failure was. When I want to be, when I get older, my daughter always say she wants to be an architect. She wants to be an architect. She wants to be a gymnast. She wants to be a, a business owner. So she wants to own her own gym. She wants her own YouTube craft, like online Etsy shop. She wants all this stuff, right? In her mind, she does not think, well, what if I don't get it? What if I fail? You know, what if this happens? What if I fail like I did last year? She don't go through all that. That's the space we need to get to. We need to dream big again and then create goals and create action plans that backs it up. So that's number one. Number two, stop not creating a financial plan. Newsflash, if your goals that you set for your life does not align with the money that you make, it's not going to happen. I don't know anybody who can just say they want something and just walk out here and get it without having some type of resource. And money is a resource, right? You need to align all the resources that you have in your life with the goals that you say you want to achieve. So if you have fitness goals that you want to do, are you using your income to back your fitness goals? Are you buying healthy food? Or are you still lying to yourself and saying it's, it's too expensive to eat healthy? I don't know how many times I heard that. I was raw vegan all, winter, all summer, and now I'm still a vegetarian slash vegan. Sometimes I eat meat on the weekend when I'm out and about. And I have the same budget for food. Who is lying to y'all saying that it's hard, it's hard to eat more fruits and vegetables? It's more expensive. It is not. So... 
Are you using your income to get out of debt? You want to be debt free? Are you using your income? Are you using your income correctly? Are you using your credit cards correctly to repair your credit? It has to be aligned. Your financial plan has to be aligned. And what I say, I'm the queen of financial plans. Everybody call me the Beyonce of financial plans, right? What I do, five components, it needs to address the money, your monthly budget and the money that you use every month, how you manage your money every month. Number two, it needs to include your savings goals, your debt repayment plan, your credit repair plan, and your insurance, right? So that's five things that makes up a financial plan. And we all go through this. We'll go through all this at the workshop this Saturday. Um, and it's live, so it's in person, but also there's a live stream component. So if you are not in Grand Rapids, you can still tap in and get my financial workshop and the vision board part, right? Um, so make sure you create your financial plan. In 2017, we are no longer just willy-nilly using our money. We're going to control our money so it don't control us. We're going to give our money a job to do. And like I said yesterday, your, your money should be doing two things. Number one, maintaining your current standard of living, right? I hope y'all writing this down. Maintaining your current standard of living. So that's your bills that you pay every month. That's the minimum payment that you pay on your student loan. That's your auto loan payment. That's your insurance, you know, your, your car insurance and your health insurance and all of that. Number two, it should also be achieving a financial goal. If you do not have enough money to first pay for your standard of living, groceries, bills, rent, light, everything else, and then have money left over in a month to, cheat, to put towards a financial goal, you need to increase your income or you need to decrease your expenses or both, right? So if your income minus your expenses is zero or it's a negative number, you need to increase your income or decrease your expenses because you're running too thin, right? All right, so number one, we're wiping the slate clean. No more fear, anxiety, or stress, or doubt. Number two, no more not creating a financial plan. And I just gave you the steps on how to create a financial plan. Number three, we're going to stop not checking in with our financial plan. So many of you already have a monthly budget. Many of you already know how to pay off debt. Many of you already know what you need to do to start uh, increasing your credit score but you're not doing it, right? You created a plan. Some of you have booked coaching sessions with me. I know some of you are on here are my clients, but yet you will go months without looking at the plan that we created when we did our one-on-one -on -one virtual intensive, our coaching session, right? That's another thing we leave in in 2017, not checking in with what you wrote on paper. At the beginning of each month, you sit there and map out how you're going to use your money. Your money is going to be used for two things. Again, to maintain your current standard of living and achieve a financial goal. But then every time you get a check, you don't check in with what you wrote on the paper or what you wrote in your, you know, your, your, uh, your app. If you use an app, if you use a spreadsheet, if you use a paper to manage how you're going to manage your money using your monthly budget, whatever you use. You need to check in with it. You need to make sure you know, how much did I allocate to go shopping this month? How much did I allocate for groceries? How much did I allocate that I was going to be paying off debt, right? Some of you, you'll get extra cash and it don't go towards the debt you claim you want to be, you want to pay off by the end of 2018. We're going to leave that into 2017, right? So you need to make sure that you are checking in with your monthly budget, with your financial plan, at least once a month, hopefully once a week, until you are really in tune with it, right? So that's number three. Number four, we are going to leave not using our income and our time wisely so that we can achieve our financial goals.
The whole point of the year when you set a goal is to achieve them. It is not to appease feelings in the moment. That's not what we that's not what your income is for. That's not what your time is for. Again, time and, and resource time, energy, and money are resources and they are limited, right? They are limited. They are abundant, but they're limited in each moment. So you need to make sure you're allocating it, all three, at the right time at the, for the right thing, right? So let me give you an example because I say not only money, but or not only income, but your time and your energy. If you wake up and you spend two hours scrolling on social media, but you don't check into your monthly budget, that is a waste of time, right? If you have set for a financial goal of, paying off debt, but you don't know how much debt you owe, but yet you know what your girls are doing next weekend because you following a timeline, that is a waste of time, right? Instead, what you need to be doing is you need to wake up and you need to start hitting the fitness goal that you set. So you need to start exercising, use your income to buy a gym membership, right? You can go, you can go out, you can go for drinks, you can go to do this, but you don't have a gym membership, but you claim you want to lose 30 pounds. Your income, your energy should be used to be used to go towards your fitness goal, financial goal. Why haven't you invested in a financial coach like myself if you've been failing at your financial goals for the last couple of years? It's not that hard. You've invested in handbags. You invested in Netflix. You invested in all these other things. Like do what you need to do to get yourself to the next level, whether that's health, fitness, wealth, um, you know, anything. Get to the next level. Do your food, the food that you eat, does it show that you are investing in your next level, right? So your income should be used to buy foods that fuel you, right? Not junk food that make you feel bad because that lowers your energy. Anybody knows that health is wealth. You can have as much money in the world, but if you land up in somebody's hospital bed or if you have terminal cancer, guess what? You're not going to be happy. So this is a holistic approach to 2018 financial and lifestyle goals, right? You need to make sure you're using your time, your energy, and your money appropriately to make sure you're executing the financial goals you set. Because like I said yesterday, you're going to create a vision statement for yourself, and then you broke them down into goals. If you do not achieve your goals, you're not going to be that person that you want to be at the end of 2018. Right. That's how you constantly level up your life. You constantly say, you know what, let me visualize what I want to be by the end of this year. And then by 2018, you achieve that. Then you sit down again and you say, by the end of 2019, what do I want to look like? What do I want to have? What do I want for my family? What do I want my daughter to know? What do I want my parents to experience? What do I want to give? What type of contribution do I want to make in this world? You create goals and you achieve those like you keep going up every year. You should keep leveling up. You should not look the same that you, you should not look like 2015. You should look very unfamiliar. People around you should be like, dang, you look different. You act different. You talk different. You read different things, right? You pray different. You exercise different. You spend your time differently. You spend your energy. You don't gossip anymore, what, right? If you still gossiping about the same people that you were in 2015, you're doing something wrong. So we're leaving that in 2015. Or 2017. And the last thing that we're leaving in 2017 is emotional spending. I've been seeing that a lot, right? Feelings are not fat. 
And if you think they are, try to pay Wells Fargo with your feelings. P try to pay Comcast with your feelings. Try to pay Sprint, your Sprint bill or T-Mobile or whoever you got with your feelings. Feelings are not facts. At the end of the day, the way you manage money and how you feel are two different things, right? The what you need to do to get out of debt I don't care if you don't feel like paying off your student loans. I'm so tired of hearing. I just don't feel like paying them back. I'm just tired of paying on it. Be tired. Be irritated. Be angry. Use that as fuel. But at the end of the day, you still need to do it. I don't care. I don't care if you're mad at that credit card that you racked up. At the end of the day, you still need to get it out of your life. I don't care that you don't feel like using a monthly budget. You still need to do it. Sometimes you don't feel like going to work and you still do, right? So you still got to do it. So number five, emotional spending. I don't care if you feel like you need the latest and greatest handbag. You don't. Feelings are not that. Let your feelings just go. No emotional handling of money in 2018. None. Your feelings should be over here in this bucket. Your money management should be over here in this bucket. They do not align, right? Factual things that you want to, your your financial goals and the way you manage money is tactical. It's it's um it makes sense. It's like you know what I'm saying, like a streamlined. It's, it don't have anything to do with feelings, right? So I want you to separate those because oftentimes when I get on coaching calls and I already know when I'm in my workshop this weekend, I'm gonna hear people saying, "Well, I do owe this to this person, or I do owe seventeen thousand on my car loan." But I don't feel like paying it off right now. I feel like doing something else. Feelings aren't fact. If you want to be the person you say you want to be in 2018, you're going to have to pay it off. If you don't want to be debt-free, that's, that's one thing. But if you claim you want to be debt-free, but you're allowing your feelings to run you, you, it's going to be a disconnect. So that's the last thing that we're leaving in 2018 or 2017. All right? So I'm going to drop the link in the comments. If you are in the Grand Rapids area, definitely thinking about coming out to the Ultimate Financial Vision Board Party or Workshop 2018 this weekend. It's going to be from 10 to 2, and the tickets are on sale at on Eventbrite. Um, you can go to the link bit.ly backslash financial, financial workshop 2018, all spelled out. And I'm going to drop the link in the comments soon as I end this. And then also, if you are not in Grand Rapids, if you are anywhere else in the world, you can get the live stream portion, right? You can stream it live. And you just go to the same place and you use the live stream ticket option. All right, I will talk to you guys soon. You guys have work to do. I hope you've written this down. Write these five things plus the three bonuses that we talked about in the beginning on how to leave some of those poor habits, thoughts, and, you know, in um, actions in 2017 so you can go free, wipe the slate clean, and start achieving your financial goals in 2018. Definitely, definitely shoot me an email. Let me know your financial goals. Post down here. Let me know your financial goals. Let me know what you're leaving behind in 2018. What did I not say? What did I not say that you're leaving behind into 2017 so you can go free and be able to execute financial goals in 2018? Drop them in the comments below. I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.